The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 44. But now hear, O Jacob, my servant Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb, and will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. And another will call on the name of Jacob. And another will write on his hand, The Lord's. And name himself by the name of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 4. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weaknesses. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him, who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And he also says, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And please stand for the reading from the Holy Gospel. From Matthew chapter 9. As Jesus passed on, there was a man named Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And Matthew rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, Jesus said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What's in a name? Well, to the people of Israel there in Babylon, a name meant everything. For they were called the people of God 
belonging to Yahweh, the true God. But all around them were not the names of the true God, but the names of the false gods of Baal, also known as Marduk. They would come into the city of Babylon, a name which means gate of the gods. They would see the names of the pantheon, the, the many gods of the people of Babylon, of that mighty nation. And each stone would be inscribed with the words, Marduk is king. What's in a name? Everything is in a name. Even the people, when they would be brought out of their homeland and captured, and they would be brought back to the nation that captured them, they would change their names. Ask what's in a name to your brothers in Christ named Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You don't know their names. But they are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're Babylonian names. See, if the Babylonians could change your name, they could change your identity. And if they changed your name and they changed your identity, well then, maybe there would be no place like Babylon instead of no place like home. What's in a name? Names meant everything to God. When God did something significant in the life of one of his people, sometimes their name changed. Abram became Abraham, father to father of many. Sarai became Sarah, princess to God's princess. Jacob became Israel. He became from being a liar to being one who grapples with God or wrestles with God. But even then, a variant on that name is that he is um, made straight by God. See, the crooked is made straight. The wanderers are brought home. We are called by God's name. What's in a name? Everything is in a name by whose we are called. And so in Isaiah chapter 44, we hear today, Hear, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord, Yahweh, the true God, who made you, who formed you in the womb. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Jacob means crooked, but Jeshurun means straightened. So Israel, my people, my people who turned from me and became who followed the false gods, and so I brought you into exile to bring you back to me. You are both crooked and you are straight, just like we are both sinners and saints. We are called by God's name. We are forgiven of our sins. We are called sons of the Most High, and yet each and every day we struggle with our sin and we wrestle. So we are both called Jacob and Jeshurun the crooked, and the straight. What's in a name? Well, when God calls His people back from Babylon, Isaiah prophesies 
that one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. That's another reference to saying he will call himself one of God's people. And another will write on his hand, the Lord's. A name himself by the name of Israel. The people of God are marked by the very name of God when they come back from the exile in Babylon. And friends in Christ, by our high priest, by Jesus, whom God has appointed as both Lord and Christ, we too are marked with a name. The name of God. We are baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we are brought to those waters of holy baptism, we mark you with the sign of the cross, both upon your forehead and upon your heart, marking you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. And so you don't have the Lord's tattooed on your hand, but you have the Lord's name baptized onto your forehead, marked with the cross that sets you free from your sins. You are called by His name. And it was a name that called you out of your exile, out of your sins, out of your idolatry to the, to the things of today. Calls you back from your sin into forgiveness. Calls us from the mundane and the ordinary, like Matthew, sitting there at work, collecting his taxes, being labeled as beneath all the others. And Jesus calls him and says, follow me. And he is called a disciple. And he is called an apostle. He is one who witnesses the work of Jesus. He gets to tell us of that work of Jesus. This is what it is to desire mercy and not sacrifice. Because God pours out mercy upon us. He calls us back from our exile. He calls us by our own names. And he gives us his name. And friends in Christ, that name sets you free. And so into the exile of our sin and wandering, God speaks His own name. He marks, you are marked as the Lord's, not on your own hands, but upon the hands of Jesus. Yes, with a spear, and with three nails, and with a crown of thorns, the mark of God's name is left upon Jesus. And they are there now and forever. Because by those marks, you are called the Lord's. Yes, we belong to the Lord. And how does that happen? Right here. As you hear His Word and as you are united with His death and resurrection, you receive the cross. You receive Christ crucified. And so, when in Babylon, don't live as the Babylonians. Our lives tell another story. We're consumed because we are named by another name. You are called the sons of God, the children of the Most High, forgiven and redeemed. You belong to the Lord. It's right there, written on His hands. In Jesus' name, amen.